All right, hello everyone. This is episode nine, I think. Nine. Yeah, we made it this far. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> that flew by. I know it did. Jesus. We're having some fun. I felt like we were on seven. I know. Well, we're on nine. But yeah, if you're new here, this is the Canadian Real Estate Homefront Podcast. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> we just talk about all things real estate, anything we can do to help people to try and make better decisions as much as we can. I'm Cortez Ranieri. I'm Brooke Hicks. And we're just going to get right into this, all right? Mm -hmm. So the first headline here, we kind of talked about this on the phone. Yeah. Uh, I won't spend too much time on it, but I think it's an important topic. Canada's GDP grew 3.1% when expectations were 2.5%. So explain this like I'm uh, 10. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of those. So basically just the economy grew in the first quarter. So that's actually, you know, people are probably wondering, like, that's a great thing. Like the economy right. should grow. But in this case, it's not what we want to see because of inflation being so high. You know what I listened to, though? Tiff Macklem's, um, his speech that he released or I guess whatever yeah. the day, on May 4th, mm -hmm. um, he said our economy is growing, but inflation is slowing. And that's what we like to see. So, mm -hmm. yes, we did see that jump in inflation, yeah. but overall we are still trending downwards. Um, and it sounded, I mean, I'm reading a little bit into it. Like he was happy with what he's seeing and he was saying it takes a long time for these changes to kind of take effect, full effect yeah. in, um, I guess the economy. So everyone reading that is like, Oh no, he's going to raise, but he yeah. said it's a good thing because as our economy is growing, inflation is also slowing. So they're trying to balance those two things yeah. out yeah i know it's, it's kind of i don't know it's like it actually sounds like a terrible thing though because inflation <laughs> well yeah inflation went up and then yeah. gdp went up too so uh just like quickly here isn't too. it different sorry to interrupt you again yeah, go ahead. isn't it measured differently though so canada's gdp like this went up this went down this went up this went down and then it's like just an overall reading yeah, it's like an overall reading of what the economy um, did in terms of gross domestic product. So they right. kind of just, they like look at like what households are spending money on and yeah. like where it's growing. And like, so where it was growing too was on goods and services, travel, garments, like clothing, motor vehicles, yeah. and food Food was also up too, which we know. But and like there's, people are still spending. Yeah. I think that's the big thing, right? And like wages um, are still growing as well. Mm -hmm. So like when that happens, like, you know, people are still like restaurants are still full. Like right. when this happens, it, it contributes to inflation in a way because mm -hmm. the demand for goods is out, um, outpacing the supply of the goods. So he did say that there's not as many job vacancies. Mm -hmm. So he expects to see the wage growth kind of slow down a little bit, yeah. which is good because I think that's what like our tight labor market is what is keeping certain For parts sure. of the GDP up, especially mm -hmm. food and like the service industry with yeah. job vacancies. You know, you have to pay your people more essentially there's more competition for sure for an employer yeah um but he did say that that's slowing and there's less um vacancies yeah i think it's so. only a matter of time before we start seeing mm -hmm. more job losses and stuff like that i do too yeah. I, so he's still watching obviously mm -hmm. closely the unemployment rate which is still sitting around five percent which is very low yeah it, historically it is low. very low yeah yeah it's historically low so i think we should do a little bet right now a bet okay, okay. <laughs> we're still waiting to see what he does yeah, next week next week so, so i'm gonna say 25 basis points i know you're a big hold yeah no no he's holding okay so what are we gonna bet a beer a bet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think there needs to be more more in stake more at stake <laughs> than a beer because okay, a full a 
full three course yeah, meal. Full three course meal. <laughs> and I'm going to post it on the Instagram yeah, of me who's with... right and who's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to comment what yeah, you guys think too, because so many people are expecting him to raise. Actually, that brings me to the point the sentiment in the market is very important to look at when it comes to. Um, inflation expectations. Yeah. So if people think that inflation is going to stay high for longer, they're, they'll be willing to pay these prices. Yeah. If they think it's going to come down quicker, then maybe they hold and kind of wait out for those price decreases. Yeah. So it, it is interesting that um, expectation is very much a big part of overall inflation and yeah. how people are perceiving what's going on, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But um, part of that GDP, I, I did see housing... Um, which is just one portion of it, decrease. And uh, I think it's due to supply. Yeah, <laughs> there's, supply there's not yeah, many I sales yeah, happening. Yeah. The volume just isn't there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that decrease, so the Bank of Canada's increases has halted. Um, I mean, there's a lot of inventory right now where we are. We're currently in Hamilton, mm-hmm. lots of inventory. It's so it has up. kind of taken effect in some areas. Yeah. But I think the parts that are still up, service, food, all that kind of travel to travel. Yeah. We need to see a tighter labor market. Well, I guess more unemployment and, uh, less job vacancies for those to really take effect. And how related are those two an increase in interest rates again? See where it goes really like, we'll see what happens next week. But yeah, we, it was, it, for me, it was a surprise like being an economy guy and like mm-hmm. looking <laughs> the at the economy metrics, like guy. Seeing, <laughs> seeing the GDP grow as it did. And like, even just looking at how volatile the bond market is, which, um, we said many times in the show, but for people that don't know is it's pretty much connected to the fixed rate. Yeah. So just seeing the volatility there, it, it moving up and, and, you know, traders mm-hmm. expecting, uh, almost expecting a rate hike or just seeing how sticky that the, the banks are with their rates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, they're just kind of holding, holding tight. And even if you try and shop around, I've heard that there's not much of a difference between a lot of these banks. So no, yeah, there isn't. What, yeah. what rate did I just get? I refinanced my house last, last week at a, I think it was six or something like six, that, yeah, which yeah. is pretty high. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's high. I did a yeah. one year for those that are interested. Cause I do expect them to come down. come down. Yeah. Well, that's why it's a six then, right? You didn't that's lock in. A, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, you I didn't probably lock in a five in the four. Yeah, you can, yeah, but I do fourth, think yeah. that uh, come a year from now, he did say that he inspects it expects inflation to be at 2% by the end of 2024. I don't know how likely we are to see that at the end of 2024. He says that from three to two is the hardest. You've mentioned that mm, before that uh, three is the new two. Three is the, three is the new two. <laughs> anyways, yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's just the update on, on the GDP there, but we had a fan question. Um, oh I yeah. Think you were DMing them I was something. DMing. Yeah, I was yeah. answering him. What was yeah. his, what was his name? I didn't, I didn't see his answer. Oh, I forget. But no, I told him I would show him out. Yeah. Well, we'll try and do it at the end. Maybe you can check your phone quickly okay. as I <laughs> ramble on here. But it's a fan question. So it was investing in Barry. So mm-hmm. Brooke and I are not, I'm not even going to pretend like we're well-versed in Barry. Well, we speak for yourself. <laughs> I have a very good client in Barry that is bought and sold. Okay. I bet go. he's listening and knowing who he is. Yeah. But, um, my cottage used to be right outside Barry. So I know it decently you, you well. Some, yeah, yeah. Some um, sort of. But obviously, it's not my home market. I, yeah. would, I would refer out if something if it came, to it, if yeah. it came to it. So yeah, I just like popped up a few things here just about Barry. So for those real estate investors with an eye on upscale investment, Barry could quickly turn into the market of your dreams. In the last 40 <laughs> wow. years, the population has swelled by more than 560%. And most of that population is on the younger side. The median age of Barry citizens is just 37 years old. That's pretty young. Interesting. You know yeah. what? I, it'd be interesting to see what... Hamilton 
Hamilton is. I feel like Hamilton's a little it's bit younger, younger too. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's a place where you're not too far from the city. And yeah. as we know, and I'm sure our listeners know that office vacancies are just yeah. through the roof. And yeah. I think that a lot of people are either working remotely or they're going into the office twice a week. I mm-hmm. think a lot of companies still want that office culture, but they're decreasing the amount of square amount footage of that they have. Yeah, exactly. So I think Barry is, is a good place for these kind of, it's only an hour, like yeah, rush hour, hour traffic. It's not so great, but mm-hmm. same with Hamilton, right? Yeah, same with Hamilton too. So yeah, yeah. Those people investing in Barry will quickly discover the nearby go train transit stops are very useful mm-hmm. selling point. Um, so obviously like the go train is, is a big point of going into the city. If you do need to work there, mm-hmm. um, and you can get here. a house, you can get a detached house or in, in the 600s. Yeah. Sure. So it said the benchmark price for a single family home was 839. Okay. Uh, okay. but also like, if you look at this, um, what was it? A townhouse and row units, which are like a perfect missing middle home. Like yeah. we were talking about, we need more. Yeah. That was 573,000. Yeah. So that's a really good entry point. And then point. the older ones, I was taking a peek at them not too long ago. The the older the townhouses are, um, and not not too not mm-hmm. nothing crazy, nineteen nineties, two thousands. I've seen them in the high fours, so yeah. it is affordable and it is close enough to Toronto. Um, on the contrary, out west this side, you you can get a townhouse for you know, in the five sixes. Yeah. Um, they're going to be older, mm-hmm. but you know, stepping stone to get into the market. Sure. So. There is inventory. Yeah, and you right know, it's now. also like there is. I always think about it's close to Muskoka too. Like, yeah. who doesn't like to go yeah. up to cottage country if, if totally. you have the opportunities? It's way closer than you know if you're in Hamilton or Oakville. Like driving out there yeah. is always always totally. hard on the weekends. So, anyways, yeah. those are just a few things about Barry. Like, obviously, do more homework in terms it of it like has what's grown. Average though. rent, yeah, it's growing. It's obviously a place to that. Yeah, probably you should have your eye on if if you're looking for an investment. So yeah, um, yeah, or we're not come gonna, to Hamilton. Yeah, come to Ontario. Hamilton and call Brooke. She'll she'll hook you up there, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just as a little bit about Barry there. And uh, yeah, if you want to dive more into it, then take our advice here and then roll. I think it a it's a more. good place it to invest. Is. There's yeah, this yeah. Uh, waterfront condos that were going up. I f- forget what they're called. So my team was selling them. And I was like, hmm, this looks nice. It was overlooking the water overlooking and water. Um, decent price per square foot. Yeah. Um, but I guess that, that actually kind of ties into what you wanted to talk about of the average rents because condos, mm-hmm. even if you get a high price or sorry, a low price per square foot with the mortgage rates and everything yeah. happening, What's the rent? what is the rent and how rent negative you? are you going to be? What's the cap rate going to be? So that's, yeah, obviously those metrics you got to all look at like location, uh, what's the, you know, what's the average income of, of yeah. people who live in Barry, you know, what's you know, try and talk to someone who maybe has a rental in Barry or lives in Barry or totally. yeah, we can try and refer you an agent if you do yeah, want to do more. But so. again, back to, it doesn't need to be your only play, but if you buy an investment property, you don't need to rent it out. Sure. You'll pay HST. Yep. You'll pay tax. But mm-hmm. if you're, you're walking away with just not as much profit, but still yeah. profit, if mm-hmm. that's the play to assign it or just sell it when it's done because yeah. the price per square foot was pretty good yeah. over the water. Yeah. But I like just those. my cautious self. It's a futures contract. So don't bank on assigning it <laughs> by now. Figure it out later. Yeah, do not listen to Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Topic two. This one is the kind of been going around a lot right now. Uh, you actually sent you sent me the article too, Okay. which is like more than half of GTA condo investors are losing money on properties. So the research from CIBC and the real estate firm Urbanation found that 48% of leveraged condo investors who bought pre-construction units to rent out were cash flow positive in 2002. Mm-hmm. 
So only 48% of 100%. So more people were cash flow negative than positive. So 52% were cash flow negative. But if you look at how much your investment has grown. Well, yeah, yeah. You can look at it from, from many, many different standpoints. I guess but it's tough to be cash flow negative with, you know. Yeah. If just, you have other expenses. Have, like, yeah, especially another mortgage for like sure. What are you, I'm pretty sure a lot of people say that in Toronto, if you want to be cash flow positive, a lot of realtors that I've listened to, they say you need 35% down. Yeah. Which is a lot at, at these rates. Yeah. So this marks a meaningful shift that potentially signals that a change in investment behavior is on the horizon. Hmm. They say they expect the shift towards a negative cash flow to worsen in the years ahead as increasingly expensive new condo pre-solds to investors in the past year reach completion. However, if investors become unwilling to buy into the pre-sales, new condo hurt. demand will shrink along with new construction, deliveries, and ultimately rental supply. Hmm. So it's, it's, uh, it, we talked about this last week. Remember we were talking yeah. about investing in Hamilton and how yeah, yeah, the yeah. pre-con was hot in Hamilton and it's dead in Toronto. Yeah. It's, huh. But yeah, I mean, so as you like to say, the banks are working with people. So mm -hmm. if somebody's negative cash flow, but it's up since they've bought it four or five years ago, re-amortizing your loan to make yourself maybe a little bit more neutral until mm -hmm. the rates come down. So like we don't have met much inventory. I was just saying how we have lots of inventory in Hamilton. Lots meaning <laughs> nothing compared to what is normal, but normal lots market, compared yeah. to just the COVID markets, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, if they're working with people and allowing people that would have had to sell normally, yeah. hold on to their properties longer, then that's creating less inventory that naturally would have been there because yeah. this wasn't a thing before, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's, it's, you know, yeah, happening. It's happening, yeah. I mean, I These re-amortizations. I think that's, yeah, that's a good point too. But a lot of people, I think, just can't handle that mindset of, of being cash flow negative. Like people just think yeah. of it, the problem, I'm not saying it's a problem, but people think of it as I am losing money every single month. Yeah, in that I would like to challenge them to flip the script because I have a house, one of them, that is negative. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because the reason it's negative is I've pulled out my money, so I've... Um, refinanced it so it's obviously increased the loan amount uh, and now i just have tenants paying a big chunk of the payment down monthly with yeah. my name on title and none of my own money in it mm -hmm. yes i have to contribute to it but you know in 20 years there's not going to be no mortgage anymore because that tenant's paying a good chunk mm -hmm. of that payment down i'm in a position where that's okay right now based on other things being positive luckily but even if that weren't the case the amount of money you're kind of paying down on your mortgage, if you can stomach that 300, 500, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, it be, uh, think long-term. Yeah. That you're, the, which, you're not losing money. It's going yeah, toward your Which equity. is what you should always think when buying real estate. Long-term. Like, people need to even, I know you're just, you're, okay, you're, being, facetious, a, yeah. you're being facetious <laughs> about the, uh, the assignment thing. But again, yeah. like don't buy a pre-con to assign it. Buy it to think of it, I'm going to hold on to this. And, mm -hmm. or have a worst case scenario or, like i need to hold on to this for five years or buy it to a sign but if that's not in a favorable choice yeah. when it comes time of completion yeah have your backup plan so if that's your only way out of this mm -hmm. don't do it because assignments got tricky this year yeah um well they're yeah they're going to be tricky for a long time because yeah at the end of the day these builders are charging a premium which yeah. the market seems to be willing to pay, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Yeah. And then when that is coming to completion, yeah, 
Like people are on Reddit too. People are just thinking like, I can just walk away from this. And they're literally willing to walk away from $60,000, Yeah. just because it's probably not going to appraise for what they think it's going to, even yeah. though it's going to be out in 2026. This one, this one guy on Reddit was like, should I just walk away from my deposit? And it's like, no, just. Well, he's know. not even at completion. Why would he walk away now? Might because as well wait it, it out. Because people get so nervous. Like that's what people. Well, he has no choice. Why doesn't anybody just wait it out? Well, he, well, people think like I can walk away from my deposit without any um, ramifications. Huh. The builder will sue you anyways. But yeah. It, it, you it, know, at the builder downtown Burlington was letting people out of their contracts because th- this is the building I bought in and a couple people I know. Um, I'm like, didn't you move in? No, no, I got out of it. How? Well, when we bought it in 2020, mm-hmm. price was, I guess, a little better for yeah. sure. There's, yeah, yeah. there's equity in it now. For sure. But they, the builder took back the units and gave them their deposit money back because the builder saw, okay, well, you know, we sold this at X. It's yeah. now worth this. Fine. If you can't close or you want to get out of this, we'll give you We're your gonna deposit money, money back. We're going to make more money putting it on the market. Yeah. And now I'm actually seeing on MLS the units I sold in 2020, which so yeah. is like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had someone buy pre-construction and the builder bought it back from them. Bought it back. Yeah. Like for a prop, like, I don't think it was for a profit at all. No. Cause apparently I don't think the guy could get the financing anymore. Mm. Um, and anyways, I got paid out on it <laughs> yeah. and I Good. thought it was weird that I got paid out Good. on it though. Yeah. But the builder has been coming back now. Saying give me my money back. Yeah. The, well, no I think way. in the contract it said, um, if, the buyer doesn't close on close. it, then 50% yeah. of it goes back to the oh, only 50, only 50, but it's like hmm. their accounting department made the mistake of paying me. Uh, it's really funny. Yeah, don't yeah. give it back. <laughs> well, so there's a lot of lawyers involved. So I have, um, all of these promissory notes I had to sign. Mm-hmm. So a building that's currently being built in Hamilton. So a lot of builders are offering realtors a certain amount of commission, but then they don't pay it at the end. They pay 1% now, 1% in two years, whatever the case may be. But now they told me since I left that brokerage and the deals are tied with that brokerage, the brokerage was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not paying you because the builder has a clawback clause, which is essentially if your buyer doesn't close or if something happens, you got to pay us back, which I don't want to name the broker. They'd be on the hook, (laughs) right? right? So they're like, no, we're not paying you till the end. And I was like... Uh uh-uh so now we've gotten to the point where now they're essentially gonna give me my money because it's in their trust account the builders paid them um promissory notes to pay them back if the builder claws back the money if the buyers don't close so there's a lot i feel like there's a lot of that going on especially with projects that got canceled and this and Builders take a risk paying out commission before it closes, I think. Yeah. But how sure. else are you going to incentivize realtors? Oh, you'll, I'll pay you in five years? Yeah. I know it's tough. Not, I'm sure a lot of realtors would do it if my For client sure. wanted it. Yeah, sure. It doesn't yeah, matter to me. Pay down the line. Right. But a lot of realtors are like, oh, I, need I, yeah, I, need, I need my money. Yeah. <laughs> I need my money now. I, I got to pay all and my money. A guy was I like, I have kids to feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was an interesting one that, you know, people are are losing money. And I think Daniel Foe said it too. It's like some of these investors are like almost just providing. Oh like, yeah. I did see that. What, what do you it? say? I don't even know. It was like something <laughs> on the line of like government housing in a way, yeah. right? Like you're just like, you're just taking this loss every month just to, uh, to hold on to this, this condo or whatever. But yeah, I guess we'll see what happens too. And then to lead mm-hmm. into that, um, Ontario landlords are gearing up to protest the landlord and tenant board backlogs. That's a new one. 
So Ontario landlords have had enough of painfully long <laughs> delays. <laughs> They've had enough of making so much money for so long, but no, I'm <laughs> uh, painfully long delays at the Ontario landlord and tenant board spurring plans to protest outside Queens park early last month. The landlord tenant board, uh, tribunal resolves disputes between landlords and tenants has seen application backlogs grow to a staggering 38,000. Isn't that crazy? 38,000? 38,000. So oh it's basically just... Oh my gosh. As doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, on this one, like people are like, I hate landlords. Good. Yeah. No one should be able to sign a contract and live in a house, right? Like I'm renting from you. Yeah. I agree to pay you $2,500 a month. Yeah. And then one day I just decide I'm not going to pay anymore. And you have And it right. takes so long. No. For, it takes eight months or something like that, people are saying, just to get that person out. Like, that is not it's fair, not right? Cool. Like, you're people no. just going to game the system. In other countries, mm. you're out the minute you miss a payment. It's and the sheriff's not a free, mar- it's not a free no. market, right? They're, no. they're not paying. Someone else could live there who would pay because the rental market is so tight. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you just can't, like... If you stop paying your mortgage, what's the bank going to do? Yeah. They're going to right away. They're going to start, Hey, we're going to give you a notice, but next thing you know, it's going to be a power sale or something like that. So they take it from Mm -hmm. you, but you can't So like, why does someone who wants to invest in real estate, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to put my money in real estate because I believe in it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get someone in there. Why do they have to like, they have to pay their mortgage on their own house and this investment property that someone else agreed to pay X amount for, for eight months. You got to screen your tenants. God bless my tenants. Touch wood. Yeah. I have eight tenants currently and every single one of them I'm like you are these salts yeah like it's cleaner than I could have kept it myself yeah like there's obviously bad landlords out there I've seen it you know I've had people call me and be like my landlord wants to raise my rent like 20 percent like yeah you gotta be good to your tenants you gotta you gotta make them like you enough to respect Mm -hmm. your house they're living there if they don't like you think of how they're gonna treat your house you know I'm so good to them and that and in you know (laughs) response I hope that they take care of my things it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy because if you think about it as well, then if the tenant landlord board, everyone knows in Ontario, it favors the tenant right now. Uh-huh. So, which is not, a, it's not a bad or a good thing, I guess, but why it's bad right now is the wait is so long. So you're going to have people who are seeing this mess, right? Yeah. And they're going to start investing in other places that are more landlord friendly yeah. or where it's more neutral. Yeah. So there's going to be less rental units coming to market. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like we want people to own homes, but some people do want to rent. Right. Yeah. And when you see bidding wars on rentals, you're like that there's something wrong with this right yeah. now. Right. Like there's, yeah. there's literally bidding. There wars. was 21 on one in, I forget what she said. Maybe it was Ancaster. 21 offers on, on a rental. rental. Like, it wasn't like happen. listed. Like yeah. it, there was no bidding war strategy. Yeah. So no, that shouldn't happen. But that's, that's interesting. I've seen it a lot. Like, you know, I could rhyme off a million stories with people going through it or people calling me. Yeah. I'm going through one right now. I'm trying to list a townhouse in Paris. Tenant was like, nope, no one's coming to my house. Yeah. I don't want to leave. And fair. Okay, fine. Like I, I get where he's coming from in the sense that this is my house kind of thing, but he is month to month and the landlord seller needs to sell. He's now purchasing somewhere else. He needs to sell. So there's some cases where that would have gone, um, in, in favor of the tenant because you can't kick a tenant out if you're selling. Um, but if he's not allowing any access, I, as the seller's representative, if I give him 24 hours taped to his door, I am legally allowed to enter the unit. And if he's boarding it up, then it becomes an issue. 
Um, but now he's leaving actually on Sunday. Uh, I said, listen, give him a couple months rent. I'll help him actually move. I'll give him like what's available. He's been a good paying tenant. Mm. I'm happy to help him move. I get why he's all mad, but yeah. yeah. Um, so now we're giving him cash for keys. So that's one, um, you hear about the, the deaths and God bless their families. And oh, sorry Jesus. to bring this yeah. up, but I wonder if that was a, yeah, something a dispute, to do with a, a dispute, dispute that, that, the, the, the that didn't get to yeah, a resolution to in time. I don't yeah. know if that's I'm not the case. 100% as if and I know that, but that broke my absolute heart. Yeah, like horrible. again, God bless it was in Stony families. Creek, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but the landlord went in and barricaded himself and it ended in the tenants passing away. Yeah, and horrible. who knows if, you know, a resolu- if there was a resolution that could have... Could have happened, yeah. Right? I think the bottom line really with all this is that like there needs to be more people working for the, yeah. the tenant landlord board or like there needs to be an overhaul and what's going on there because just eight months and like the backlog. I wonder how many job vacancies they have or if yeah, they even are no, offering yeah. these these jobs yeah, I, yeah. I don't know it's it's yeah it's obviously it's just tough not... to get a tenant out I have another client that wants to sell tenants control it right mm. and I it just comes down to I would rather my house sit vacant than than you know accept somebody just because, okay, I have an offer. Finally, I have a tenant. It's, yeah. it's really, really, and then landlords are sometimes all over me. Brooke, why isn't my house rented yet? I have a lot of lease listings in Hamilton right now, Yeah, but I'm like, no, listen to me. These, yeah. these offers are not up to standard with what I'd put in my house. And so I'm not going to recommend them to you. And, yeah. but they're stressed, you know, there is bidding wars on rentals. Yes. But then there's also a lot of, you know, smaller places, downtown Hamilton that aren't flying off the shelf. Okay. It takes a little longer. Yeah. You have to build that into your, I guess, portfolio is like vacancy, vacancy rate. rates. Yeah. Vacancy How long could rate. I sit with this? You know, right. do I have the cash on the yeah. side in case it's, yeah. it's vacant for a couple of months? I like liked what my client said today. Uh, we're thinking about this house in Burlington of purchasing for him as a rental. And mm-hmm. I like it. The numbers work great. It's two, two units, two duplex units, with yeah. a basement apartment. These are kind of my mo of what, yeah, what bread and butter, yeah, my yeah. bread and but butter it's good, yeah it's smart yeah that you, you run with these yeah because well i like investment real estate it's very objective mm-hmm. objective and he said okay well what is i forgot his question but if i can't rent it for six months and i'm like you're not gonna sit this isn't gonna sit vacant for six months it's yeah. burlington by the lake so that will be one yeah. in multiple offers. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of rentals that you can pick up there. But, People don't live there. Yeah, but I'm like, I like where your head's at. Yeah. Good. Let's run the numbers six months vacant. Yeah. Right? Let's what would let's you do? do that. Yeah, can you afford it? Can you carry it? Can you afford it? it? Yeah. At what point can you not afford this anymore? Because mm. if you're putting your down payment on and you're relying on immediately rent and no missed payment, no vacancy, for a long time there has been no vacancies in a, a lot of areas. Right. Well, not no vacancy, but very low. But at what point? Can you not afford it anymore? Yeah. It needs to be long. It needs to be long, yeah. You know, yeah. we, we went like back that. to everyone wants to be a real estate investor. It's like this word. But yeah, yeah. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell my clients, sometimes it's a full-time job managing um, yeah. tenants. Well, yeah, that's why people get property managers, right? Yeah, and then do you factor that into the yeah, pro forma? Yeah, to pay 6% just to like never have to worry about it, right? So yeah. that's interesting. Anyways, <laughs> what else you got going on? What else do I have going Anything on? else burning in your mind that you want to talk about? Oh, you know what I saw? Okay. Um, this is Dan Foch. We, we, we reference him a lot, but he has some good material. Oh, it's all, um, it just always pops up on my I know, Instagram. I know. <laughs> um, he said that the majority, no, what was it? I'm going to pull it up. The, um, we're the, one of the highest for international students. And so in a lot of the immigration, there's so many international students that mm. have come uh, since COVID has shut until 
I guess COVID shut things down. So from then until now, the yeah. amount of people that have come in um, on a work permit is interesting. And even just from 2023 until now, how many people have come in um, on work permit? And now that we're allowing work permit holders to buy, yeah. how does this change things moving forward? Where are they going? Yeah. 550,000 came to Ontario. Where are they? Yeah. I actually, I actually am interested to know where they are. Yeah. I wish there was more like concrete data on that. Like where do where are they? Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Where, like, where are they? They came yeah. from January till now. Yeah. It's a ton. It's a, yeah. It's, 550,000 just to Ontario. We're talking like I, I have. Yeah. It's, it's, have, uh, in Vancouver too. They have a, they have a big population of foreign, foreign students as well. Yeah. I was reading that, uh, like the enrollment, I I a, a lot of it. it, a lot of the percentages very high in terms of foreign students so yeah it's, um, i want to find the article because i want to read it but yeah maybe we'll have to save, save that for next, next time. time yeah i guess we're kind of seeing it too the market slow down for sure i think mm-hmm. like with the summer months it's historically always been a little bit slower in the yeah. summer so yeah it's not something that we like can't expect but spring was a little slow too it was, and then, and it was and going, then it up, going up going up and, and, and then, then it yeah. and it but people's mindsets change right like bit. kids go to summer camp and yeah, then you have people going on vacation and people want to be hanging mm-hmm. out by the pool so i know things uh, slow down well last slow down. uh the summer before last was incredibly oh here we go i want to read this um yeah. it was like covid like um change the normal cycles yeah, the normal yeah. cycles yeah. yeah real estate's very cyclical yeah. Yeah, COVID, <laughs> it is COVID you can that. usually expect things right mm. august people go away but then right before like things get a little busier before school starts in school areas yeah, like there's yeah. some data that's just it's usually pretty correct yeah. so i think we're back into that cycle things always default back into their cycles unless there's a massive change covid's yeah. taken us a long time to kind of come come, come out of it, it. yeah um, anyways, okay. Canada breaks record by welcoming over 550,000 new international students That's oh, in 2022. Students. Yes, just students. Wow. Um, and then the top 10 source countries of new international students entering Canada in 2022 and 2023 were number one, India by a mile. Yeah. Um, so 226,450. Wow. Um, and this is yeah mostly in Ontario. That's all of Oakville, just. <laughs> That's like oh, the yeah. population of Oakville. Number two was China with only fifty-two thousand. So you can see the the jump there. Yeah, then the Philippines jump. at twenty-three thousand, France at sixteen thousand, Nigeria at sixteen thousand, Iran at thirteen, and then the the numbers after that are pretty. Wow, in um, India represented. Eh? Holy. Yeah, and then within Canada, international students um, attended their designated school in the following provinces so in ontario 411,000 students came and this is only in that one year calendar year and number two british columbia at 164,000. Wow. so you can see how much more ontario is attracting international yeah. students um well i guess ontario i know has some of the top rated schools right it's just like uh-huh. there's no doubt think of queens western yeah it's, it's true most of the good UFT schools are in ontario 100 percent. Mm. and then in vancouver what UBC, right? Um, UBC, yeah. and then we have McGill and, McGill and uh, Dalhousie. And this. Yeah, so they all are concentrated yeah. in Ontario, but I just wonder um, where they're going. I uh, I was chatting with somebody, and they said that they moved last year, and it was nothing like they had expected, and they're figuring out where to go to next. And I'm wow. like, that's so sad. That is sad. And not only because of the cost of living. You know what You know what she said? She said, I can't believe in, in Toronto how like nervous and scared I am of mm. crime. Toronto's a big city. I'm like, yeah. I, and I said that. New York, anywhere you look, there's going to be crime in yeah, major cities. For sure. But she's like, 
it's unbelievable um, kind of what I'm seeing even compared to where she used to be. I think she went through Israel and a bunch of other countries too. Oh, and wow. she's like, um, Canada's painted to other countries as this like it's peaceful, really come, we come in peace. Yeah. And we do. <laughs> Not yeah, to say we don't. Part, yeah, We're, yeah. Our crime it's, rate's pretty low, yeah, but it's a safe country that was sure. her feedback. Interesting. Not the cost of living, the crime and the, yeah. you know, the shock of how different it was from what, you know, I guess what other countries perceive us as. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Interesting. Eh? Yeah, that is interesting. Well, you have all that stuff on the TTC happening too, which is like crazy. What's happening on the TTC? Oh, just all like the stabbings that have happened this oh, year. And yeah. yeah. I was watching a video yesterday of someone lighting a firework on the TTC. Like, like My mom oh. takes it. That, that. <laughs> freaks me That's out crazy. you know just yeah. thinking about like your loved one mm. taking their train to work yeah. living an honest job going coming home and just some mm. psycho yeah. um it's crazy the world has changed i feel like mm. there's a lot more volatility everywhere it's not just the labor markets and the, yeah. there's just volatility <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. but there's also some good stuff too Always let's good. not be good with the bad yeah, yeah <laughs> take the good with the bad all right cool you got anything else no yeah me neither all right thanks so much okay. for watching guys we uh we're on youtube long form and short mm. form as well follow us on us instagram out. yeah instagram too is our like main what we just it? always post shorts and everything like that canada real estate home canadian front. home front podcast oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> you forget our podcast <laughs> <laughs> we're also on tiktok as well and yeah if you are on spotify apple music like consider leaving a review because yeah. we're actually starting to pick up uh, a lot more listens there and i think it's from the short form content Probably. and people like eventually merging over there because our yeah. short form is uh, obviously like our bread and butter right now i do so. go through the dms too yeah, DM Those are fine. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll yeah. um we'll talk about what you want to but because yeah. it, sometimes it's hard to like follow everything. It's not like everything changes so drastically know, in a week. So I we'll know, totally yeah. run with your The DMs questions. can be better. Like obviously comment if you can. We'll try and get to it. But DMs can be better if you have like really? a specific question yeah. for sure. All good. Awesome. I'm there. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next <laughs> week. We you. appreciate it. Bye. Bye.